A lot of people are getting into cryptocurrency right now, and I'm not surprised. We're at all-time highs as the recording of this January 2nd, 2021, 11.37 p.m. Pacific. Bitcoin flashing us the, wow, the three, 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 three. I mean, that's more scary than I thought. But, uh, you know, I think we have to recognize what's happening in the world. And nobody knows what's going to happen. No one knows where this is going to stop. But just looking back, the 2017, right here, January 2nd, price was 909. And then at the end of that year, topping out at 19,666. Those are interesting numbers for peaks. I think that, you know, we could be in a moment of a peak right now. We could also see another $10,000 move all the way up to 42,000. I wouldn't be surprised if this thing keeps going. But at the same time, I also won't be surprised if there's a bit of a pullback, something that kind of pulls back down here into the $20,000 range. That would be very healthy. You know, people have to realize that price does not just go up and um, that these things do need to breathe. But you know, the institutional investment levels are irrefutable. I mean, the volume coming in is heavy. This is the weekly chart. Uh, so three weeks of solid volume, slightly lower this week than the last two. And, you know, in the RSI, clearly in an overbought territory. I mean, we're in an RSI of 93, guys. I, I don't recommend buying Bitcoin at this price. If you were to enter, I'd look to enter at the 20,000. But no one can ever say what's the top and no one can ever say if this thing's ever coming back. I mean, I don't think we're going to see sub $13,000 prices ever again. I think there's a lot of um, support at that level. And I think there's a lot of support now at the $20,000 level. I think we've completely shattered any um, sort of perception that Bitcoin should not be worth that much. A lot more people are starting to use the $100,000 mark and even $250,000 mark. But notably, um, you know, after a big Bitcoin run typically instigates a altcoin run such as Ethereum. So Ethereum, you know, last year, two years ago, it had a high of 1400 currently sitting at 785. So, you know, if it follows Bitcoin, you know, we might be seeing prices of 2400, 2100 in the near term. That makes Ethereum a pretty good buy right now. I mean, it's in a pretty healthy uptrend. Nothing suggesting, you know, it's going to pull back, but, you know, Ethereum, um, some people have say it's overvalued. I'm not so sure that's the case given, you know, what's going on. I think people understand that we're moving into a cryptographic world. It's simply more secure. Um, you know, should we keep cash perhaps? But, you know, people underestimate the devaluation of cash. People underestimate, you know, you know, what could happen in the future with inflation and such. Uh, we do know there is a finite 21 million Bitcoins, which gives that a very unique principle. You know, even gold and oil, we don't really know how much is out there. And that, you know, gives us a bit of a confusion around supply. You know, demand and supply, supply and demand, these are the core pillars of price. And if you didn't know, a lot of coins are moving off of the exchanges into cold wallets for long-term storage. So the demand is going up and the supply is going down when it comes to Bitcoin. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see 50K 
even in the next month. I, I just I just think there's been a huge shift in psychology. I think more people are waking up that this is real and that last 20K run wasn't just a, a one-off. I think a lot of people got scared for a good two years. But after it came back over 10K with significant volume, I think that, you know, people have to recognize that there is inst institutional vest investors moving in now. And so insurance companies, hedge funds, investment groups, trusts, so many different things are going to be buying Bitcoin largely. Let's just look at the one hour chart. Let's just look at today. Let's look at the price action of today. Really wild day, guys. Really wild day. Woke up to some massive price gains. Um, so went to bed last night at a price point of about 29.8. It had not broken through 30K when I went to bed. And, um, you know, here eight to 10 hours later, we are at $33,073.59 with a lot of volume coming in. But never forget, every time someone buys, someone's also selling. So a lot of profit taking at this point. You can see a bit of a rounding here in the price action, uh, volume starting to drift off. This might be a good time to take profits for Bitcoin and move into, say, Ethereum or Link. But, you know, do your own diligence, make your own decisions. Uh, this could go higher, guys. You know, I'm, I kind of uh, prophesized a blow off top, um, you know, a complete euphoria up into the $40,000 range with a much stronger pullback, even 50% pullback. You have to understand that. So many people FOMO, they fear of missing out that this is going to 100K today. It's not. It will be at 100K in a year or two, but you've got to be patient. And in that time, it's going to go up and it's going to go down. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with taking a bit of profits right now and look to buy back in the mid-20s or low-20s even. But hey, that may not happen. So, you know, you have to be aware. And I think as you're long as you're in this for the two to four year sort of mindset and beyond you're good you know if you're looking to trade this today and this week and this month you know i can't really tell you much about that what we're dealing with here is a monumental culture shift you know not only in technology and digital and remote capabilities um, this is certainly a support system of that era ideology belief system behavioral um, observations of how humans prefer to transact. They prefer one-click payments. They prefer digital payments. They prefer tap. You know, it's just like, yes, there may be a lot of control issues with this stuff, but the bottom line is um, people like it, right? So got a lot of drawings on here. Let's actually uh, not bother with the drawing. So that's Bitcoin. I mean, I think it's still a buy. You know, you can happily buy some now, put it away, put it in a ledger, put it in a cold storage wallet for two years, come back and you'll, you'll double your money. I've already doubled my money. I told people to get into Bitcoin at 13K. Um, or was it right here, right here on this volume here? Um, just clear sign to wake up and realize what's coming. You know, that was right around when PayPal announced they're going to be introducing Bitcoin in their system. I let people know about that. So keep an eye on my Instagram and my Twitter. I sort of drop hints as to what um, I'm seeing in the markets. Um, but hey, I'm not a financial advisor. But I, what I do have is sort of a good pulse on behavior, a pulse on early adoption. I use all these things. You know, I own a cold wallet ledger. I trade coins. I invest in coins. I study coins. I listen to podcasts. That doesn't make me an expert by no means. 
but at least I'm on the pulse, you know, and you mix that with the behavioral analysis of consumer behavior and when do people really ready for Bitcoin? Maybe that's today. Maybe that's this week. Maybe that's this year, 2021, you know, let's take a look at link. I'm sure a lot of people want me to comment on link. People know I'm a huge link fan. And, you know, obviously I haven't even commented on the carnage that was what, 10 days ago or so when we had that huge drop down to below $9 or $8 unreal. It was like a flash crash based off the ripple coin sec issue. Um, ripple going to zero, forget about that garbage. I sold my ripple that day, got rid of it all. It's under investigation for securities fraud or some sort of securities bylaws or laws, whatever. Um, but Link, you know, there's still a big supply, right? There's like a billion tokens and I think we're only 300 million out. So, you know, there's going to be some distribution of coins from the Chainlink team uh, to their partners, to the system, to node operators, whatnot. And people might be scared of that as manipulation, but you have to understand that if they were to do things in sort of a manipulative price way, they would be destroying their system. They have zero really um, incentive to do that. They have so much more to gain by legitimizing their token system and the rollout of the tokens and whatnot. But you cannot deny, you know, since, you know, 2019, the volume increase, which you can see volume down here. Like this is the most important thing, guys. Volume, price doesn't mean anything without volume. When people are moving in on volume, it means huge institutional investments. It means people who have billion dollar funds, people who have $500 million funds, they're buying like 50 million at once. You know, that's what's happening right now. That wasn't happening three years ago. People were too scared. And now it's dumb not to because of the US dollar inflation, because of the rise of cost of goods against the US dollar, people are worried, right? And so that's why crypto has seen gains. Um, but link is not a financial token in that sense. You don't buy link because you want to spend it. Link is a utility token and link is going to power the oracles, the nodes, which create the enterprise data transmission into the blockchain and back. It's the abstraction layer that connects off-chain systems with on-chain systems. Every smart contract is likely to rely on chain link in the future. Smart contracts are the next iteration of what's interesting about blockchain. Everyone's going to prefer to have a smart contract. Imagine you had a contract for $10 million and someone breached. How would you know they could pay you? Chainlink is solving that problem. Um, how do you get randomness into video games using the blockchain? Chainlink is solving that problem. How do you ensure that farmers get their payouts if there is a weather problem in their crop and buy insurance. Chainlink is going to run that. You know, there's so many use cases that will be appearing in the next five years and Chainlink is really likely to capitalize on so much of it. And people don't really understand how amazing the Chainlink system is and how um, value-driven and value-incentivized everyone is to make the system better. It is an open-source system and the best thing about an open source system is that everyone can use it, you know, and everyone loves it because it's open. When you close systems, you know, um, people get very frustrated. People lose money. People get locked out. People cannot adapt. Like people don't integrate. And I think in the blockchain transparency driven world, we're going to have to really look more into the open source frameworks. And Sergey and the team at Chainlink has really seemingly um, done a lot of 
high quality work. Now I'm not an expert at the engineering, but what I observe and I observe other people and how they observe. And I, I look at sentiment. It seems very, very optimistic. Now people might be wondering why isn't Chainlink going up? Well, I think what's happening right now is like 80% of all tokens are only held by a very small amount. And I think that, you know, people are selling it. They don't want to sell too fast, crash the price. You know, you have to remember there is still a lot of manipulation in this stuff, but similarly minded to the stock market, you know, price in crypto really goes up a lot in the long term. If you just look and you held on, you know, will that maintain itself? I think it will because I think we're in the early, early adoption phase of crypto um, currencies and blockchain and smart contracts. So, you know, people predict uh, Link to be at 50 by the end of 2021. I could definitely see that as a possibility, especially shaping up in this cup and handle breakout. This could also be a double bottom breakout, which would be even more bullish, most likely. Um, the volume to me says very bullish about this sort of last week, huge drop. You know, it only lasted a few minutes. Everything dropped lots that day. And, you know, that again is sort of that manipulation. People with the big money can sell off and then people get scared. People have to close their positions. People who had a limit. Um, sell, they get closed, they get liquidated, and then someone can buy up. And I think actually it's very bullish. I think the fact that this dropped all the way to seven and was immediately bought back up to the $11 range in the same day, I think it's so bullish. I just think that like it was a bit of manipulative move by whoever did it, but you know, I'm feeling pretty good about it as a whole. Um, you know, we have this trend line just really looking strong for now. Um, we're currently in a base. Um, you know, I, I think Chainlink, uh, the fundamentals are there. I think you got to do your own research. But I mean, one of the powerful things about Chainlink is, let's say I want to offer an insurance contract. I'm going to have to put up the same money in Chainlink into the system as collateral to prove that I can pay that contract. And that's going to require all the tokens to rise in value to meet the needs of that collateral. Um, and that's why some people predict Chainlink could actually be worth, you know, $50,000 a coin. I mean, that might sound absurd when you're at a $12 level, but people, what we haven't discovered yet is what happens when the coins stop being mined, released. What happens when demand really dries up? What happens when the exchanges run out of coins and orders aren't getting filled? Um, like that's all bullish, you know, unless it crashes the system, it just suggests that like the demand is going to skyrocket, you know, and Bitcoin is one thing, right? Like just because let's say you're Apple, right? You're Apple or you're Tesla, like you're not going to buy gold just because you need gold. Like the reason you buy chain link is because the system is going to grow in value 1000 fold as it becomes adopted. The people need the tokens to run the system, to run the oracles, to verify the data. And every piece of data is going to run through this. If you've seen the movie, the big short, there's a scene um, where he's talking to the guy um, about, I guess, these swaps, these dark market swaps. And he's saying how much bigger the industry is um, then he realized, then he thought, and, and, and I think this is a similar situation is like, this is actually going to open up a lot of new financial opportunities. Um, you know, it seems that 
the big institutional investors, they love to buy these insurance-driven swaps and they like to gamble and they like to trade in this new world because before you can only really trade stocks and bonds, but I believe now people are trading sort of derivative items out of these things. So it's like the price of wheat goes up or down, but I'm going to bet you $10 billion it goes up. And then someone's going to bet me 500 million, it goes down. And we're going to do all these like swaps and like trades of risk. And we're going to create all these fees. I mean, I don't know if that's really a good thing for the world, but I'm pretty interested in how Chainlink is going to swallow that market. So why can't Chainlink be replaced by another company? Why is Chainlink so certain? I mean, the, the reality is they have no competition. You know, they're so far ahead and they're building the open source project. It's not like they're building closed and then someone else is building open to knock them out. When you start open and you're good at what you do in the development and engineering, I mean, you are just going to be really hard to take down. Um, so I'm just really confident in Link. Um, I'm personally holding, uh, we'll just say over $25,000 of Link um, tokens, but I actually see it going up by 10 at least like really soon within two years. That's not financial advice. That's just my personal opinion on what's likely to happen based on the adoption rate. And given the move to remote work, remote culture, digital culture, I think these things are going to be more prevalent than you realize. And I think Chainlink is sort of the internet of the future, not really the internet, but like the framework that runs society in the future. I, I see it as that. Um, so, you know, don't be afraid to put a little money in Link. I, I do think Link can come back down to the 9 and $8 range before it ascends. You know, what happens in these big opportunities is they try to shake out people. They shake out what's called the weak hands, right? So let's say I bought in at 12, goes down to 11. They might try and drop it to eight. And now I'm like, wow, I lost 33% of my money. And whenever you lose 33%, you've got to go up by 50% just to get back where you were. So people are like, ah, maybe I just got to get out of this trade. And so that's like how you shake out the weak hands. And I think what we saw last week was a huge shakeout. Um, we could see another one. And, you know, it's going to have need some diamond hands if you're going to hold on tight and, you know, be ready for when the rocket ship does come. I think what you have to understand is like, you know, looking at Bitcoin today, you know, you never know when that rocket is taking off. Like, look at that candle today, plus $4,000, 13%. Um, were you in today? I hope so. If you weren't, well, that's just it, right? Like you have to be in the game to capture the value. I think that's all I want to say in this video. I mean, it's certainly an interesting day to be observing the 33K mark. I mean, like just what, 10 days ago, 14 days ago, what is it? 17 days ago, we were sub 20. 17 days ago, we were sub 20. Back on November 26th, we're at 17K. And I was saying that Black Friday, this is the deal. This is the Black Friday special right here. Looks like we were proven right. If you had bought Bitcoin on Black Friday, you would have basically doubled your money. So interesting times, my friends. Um, why do I focus on cryptocurrency as well as digital marketing? I mean, these are in the same world, right? These are in the digital world. Like, are you ready for 2030? Like, are you really preparing 
if you're not retiring in the next few years, like, are you really preparing for what's coming? Are you working hard enough? Are you saving enough money? Are you investing in the right things? Like, you know, I not I know not all of you are, are, are banking too hard yet, but I can assure you that even when you start to save a little money, there is some question about, well, should I save it in US dollars or should I put it into Bitcoin? Because the US dollar is getting worse less and less every month. And Bitcoin every year, it certainly seems like it's going up, except for a few years, but it mostly went up. People say it's going to keep going up. So whether you're rich or not, I mean, to not even think about putting five to 10% of your net worth into this is silly. It's silly. You know, you doesn't, it means you aren't looking into the technology and, and then combined with that, you don't have the foresight of how that will be working. And, and maybe that's not for everybody. You know, you certainly have to have a unique mind to see what's coming. And I think that I would say that most people are underestimating this whole thing. And I think we're way early. Like we're at the very tip still. Like you don't even use Bitcoin to buy things yet. People are just realizing like it's a pretty good idea to put your money and store it here. It's safe here. Um, safe in quotes, because if you're a noob, you could lose your coins. You know, you got to be careful. You have to be thoughtful. You have to, you have to know how to protect your coins, right? It's like you no longer have a bank doing that for you, so you need to learn the steps of managing a cold storage wallet. Okay, guys, thanks for watching this video. New year, maybe some new topics, but in the end, walking uphill, doing the hard work, becoming stronger, investing in skills, investing in ourselves, building our brand, building assets, selling, selling online, selling assets and converting that money into passive assets, into long-term assets, dividends, cryptocurrency, other businesses, but not letting your money just sit there in a fiat world where you really have no idea, right? And I, I don't know if you've heard this, but like 37% of all dollars that were printed ever were printed this year through the stimulus and through all this. And it's like, it's very dangerous to manage all of your economic problems with stimulus, right? It's like a short-term Band-Aid. And so I think a lot of people think, wow, the US dollar could see hyperinflation. The US dollar could crash. The US dollar could be no longer, you know, the petrodollar. The US dollar could no longer be the number one currency. And a lot of people realize like in a more global world, it's good to have a single digital currency that is tamper-proof and secure like Bitcoin. And that's where we're going. And it's like all the rich people, they're going to be like, the fuck would I send you $10 million check for? I'll just send you in Bitcoin and we can know where that money is exactly, like no mistakes. That's what's going to happen. And so the demand to have those size of, uh, of holdings, you know, it's going to go up, right? And so Bitcoin today, what about, you know, what is the market cap at? Doesn't say here. 500 million, I think though. 500 billion. We're heading to 1 trillion. So little less than a quarter of Apple, but certainly huge room to grow. I mean, we haven't even discussed like when everybody is using crypto payments, tap, crypto credit cards, Bitcoin is worth more than Visa now. You have to understand what is happening. This is a flip. This is the first flip. A lot more flips are coming. And one day the ultimate flip link will flip Bitcoin. Maybe eight years, but Link is not worth nearly as much as the Bitcoin market cap right now, but one day 
because Bitcoin only serves this one use case of storage of value, whereas Link will appreciate and it has hundreds of use cases and not only can be traded as a financial token, but a mainly a utility token. And, you know, it's going to serve us, the smart contract world for decades to come. So that's my thought currently on the $33,000 Bitcoin price capture. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Thanks, guys. Hope you like this episode, guys. If you're interested in the Rich and Niche Academy membership, go on over to richandniche.com slash academy. I've got a video on that page, explains what it's all about. It's really an incubator for freelance marketers and freelancers in general. We have all of the great learning and executional components you need to really make progress with your goals. So check it out, richandniche.com slash academy. Love to see you inside. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. You can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, and uh, visit us on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, everywhere else on the internet, basically. Uh, Rich and Niche is becoming omnipresent, and uh, we have a lot to accomplish in the near future. So we'll see you next time.